The Boston Bruins are getting ready to host the Florida Panthers. They'll play the Atlantic Division leaders for the first time since October, if you can believe it. And first-line right-winger Jake DeBrusque is the team's Masterton Trophy nominee. We're going to talk about all that and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Tuesday, April 26th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day, free and available wherever you get podcasts. Please do smash that subscribe button on your podcast app as well as on YouTube. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feeds for you to download, listen, watch, and enjoy. Uh, if you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated, especially if you are an Apple user. For those of you still on Twitter, after yesterday's sale, you can follow the podcast at LockedNHLBruins. Uh, you can follow me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren. That's M-C-L-A-R-E-N. And you can find the podcast and myself on Instagram using the exact same handles. Now the Bruins will be hosting the Atlantic Division leading Florida Panthers tonight at TD Garden. Going to tee up that game here in a moment. But first, I wanted to talk a bit more about the Masterton Trophy nomination for Jake DeBrusque. Now, for those of you unfamiliar with the Masterton Trophy, it is awarded annually to the NHL player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to the game. Each of the Professional Hockey Writers Association's 32 chapters submit a nomination for the trophy. And then the top three vote-getters, as determined by a vote from the whole PHWA, uh, they will be designated as finalists. Uh, The Masterton Trophy this year, along with other NHL awards, will be awarded between Games 3 and 4 of the Stanley Cup Final. Now, here's what the PHWA had to say about DeBrusque's nomination. Quote, Despite a challenging last few seasons, the 25-year-old DeBrusque has persevered to play some of the best hockey of his career after an uncomfortable trade request was made public in December. He spoke to teammates on December 1st and told them the honest truth with Taylor Hall revealing DeBrusque told them his career was at a crossroads. DeBrusque scored the next night, went quiet through the holidays, and a trade never materialized. He busted out with eight goals in an eight-game stretch, and even though he signed a two-year extension with the Bruins 
on trade deadline day just to take the fear of his qualifying offer off the table for interested teams, GM Don Sweeney still wasn't able to find a taker. Through it all, DeBrusque has notched 23 goals, his best output in four seasons, and is knocking on the door of a career high in points, and perhaps a fresh start elsewhere this summer. So DeBrusque's perseverance, sportsmanship, dedication to the game comes amid this trade request. He was bumped up to the top line, kind of at a necessity, as Pasternak came down to play with Taylor Hall and Eric Halla, Craig Smith finding chemistry with Craig Smith, Trent Frederick on the Oceans line. There really wasn't anywhere else for DeBrusque to play, so they put him up on the top line. Um, Joe Haggerty, who is the head of Boston's PHWA chapter, wrote the following on Boston Hockey Now, which adds a bit of context. As a young single player without a family, the lockdown COVID protocols were very difficult for DeBrusque over the previous couple of seasons, and that clearly played into his play suffering on the ice. But for the time being, DeBrusque has kept fully focused on the job at hand with the Boston Ruins and has played a more consistently strong all-around game in a year that's been challenging for him personally and professionally. That's worthy of recognition, even if it's simply about DeBrusque putting his head down and getting his job done at a time when it wasn't as easy as it's been in the past for the former first-round pick. Now, this award is a bit tricky because it's generally awarded to players who have, you know, overcome injury, overcome personal issues, who have experienced some sort of major illness or trauma. So it's a tricky award, and I get that. For me, if I had a vote, I would have gone with uh, David Pasternak. Back in the summer, Pasternak announced that his infant son had passed away. The Bruins star winger and his girlfriend, Rebecca Rolson, had welcomed their first child, Vigo Roll Pasternak, on June 17th, and he passed away at just six days old. The Bruins posted a statement on Twitter saying, We are heartbroken by the passing of David and Rebecca's son, Vigo. David and Rebecca are a part of our family. We share in their loss. Please keep them in your thoughts and respect their privacy during this very difficult time. A lot of teams replied to the tweet with their condolences. Pasternak scored only eight goals through the month of December. His next will be his 40th. And, you know, when I posted this on Twitter yesterday that I would have gone with Pasternak, I got a few very fair comments. One saying, I and others believe he was likely the intended nominee, but pulled himself from the voting. If you have lost a child, it's easy to understand, but I know it may not be immediately apparent to those who haven't. Uh, my wife and I, we experienced a miscarriage before our first and second sons. 
we kind of get that. Um, but the fact is, we know that one award voter, uh, Ty Anderson, published his vote, and he had Pasternak on his ballot number one. So doesn't seem the case that uh, he removed himself necessarily. I got another tweet at me saying Pasta deserves it in a vacuum, but I can also see why people wouldn't want to vote for him. Do you really want to nominate a guy for an award because he lost his kid? Would Pasta even want to be nominated for an award for that reason? Very fair. Um, Perhaps some Boston voters left him off his ballot in order to not, you know, bring that back up. But again, the whole nature of the award, it often reminds, you know, last year's winner, Oscar Lindblom, cancer diagnosis. Uh, Craig Anderson won a couple years ago uh, for playing through his wife's cancer diagnosis. It's a tricky award, um, but... By definition, I believe David Pasternak should have been Boston's nominee. That's who I would have voted for if I had a vote. Failing that, you know, if Tuka Rask, his comeback had been successful, he would have been a no-brainer. Off-season hip surgery, lengthy rehab, um, played a couple games, ultimately announced his retirement. Along the same lines, Charlie Coyle would have been a great nominee, I think. Uh, He had off-season knee surgery to repair multiple injuries, uh, including an avulsion fracture in his left kneecap, a small tear in his patellar tendon, uh, another lengthy rehab, and he too has been able to uh, come back and be a very key part of the Bruins lineup. 16 goals, 27 assists for 43 points uh, so far this season. Again, not to take away anything from DeBrusque, I think framing it kind of as the COVID lockdowns, uh, mental health struggles makes it a bit, yeah, more uh, understandable than... He made a trade request, and he wasn't traded. He kept playing, and now he's scoring goals on the first line. Okay, cool. But, uh, you know, playing through COVID lockdown, rebounding after those tough mental struggles, yeah, that's definitely worth uh, worth worth mentioning. For me, my ballot would have been Pasternak, Coyle. Uh, I don't even know if DeBrusque would have struck me as a guy to to vote for to be quite honest um but i can see why uh he was on the list uh maybe linus allmark for battling through multiple seasons with the buffalo sabers and now finally getting a chance to play in the stanley cup playoffs anyways that's just a quick discussion my perspective on it all again i can totally understand not making a thing of Pasternak's uh, trauma 
with his girlfriend, Rebecca Rolson, the passing of their son. But I do still think the way he's been able to play through the season, overcome some early rough patches, and really rediscover a joy for hockey. He didn't really seem happy early on this season. But uh, he's firing in all cylinders now, injured, coming back, and um, he would have got my vote. Anyways, for what it's worth. Before we take a quick look at tonight's game against the uh, Florida Panthers, a quick word about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh has fit and wholesome recipes for satisfying and nutritious meals that you can feel good about with six recipes per week to choose from, including low-calorie and carb-conscious options. You can customize your favorite dishes with their new Hello Custom offerings. Swap out one protein or side for another, upgrade for a more luxe experience, even add protein to a veggie meal. More choices, more variety, and more meals truly tailored to you. We had a HelloFresh uh, trial a couple of years ago that someone signed us up for when we were going through uh, illness in our family, and it was a huge help to get those fresh ingredients and easy-to-put-together recipes. Uh, right now, you can go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use promo code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16. Use code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. I want to thank you so much again for making Locked On Boston Bruins the first listen of your day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts, free and available wherever you get podcasts. Uh, now, what is on tap for the Boston Bruins? That would be a game tonight against the Florida Panthers. Pretty crazy that the Bruins haven't played the Panthers since October 30th. They played Florida twice in the month of October. They lost 4-1 to in like the fifth game of the season. They played them two nights later and beat Florida in a... Uh, 3-2 shootout decision. Linus Allmark was the top performer in that game. And I would expect that he will get the start again tonight against the Florida Panthers after uh, playing pretty well against the Rangers on Saturday. Got the day off on Sunday against the um, Montreal Canadiens. In that game, he'll stop 33 of 35 shots against for a 943 uh, save percentage. Now, the Florida Panthers have gone on to become quite a powerhouse in the NHL this season. 
Uh, in fact, they're currently challenging for the President's Trophy. They're well in the lead, actually. Well, not well in the lead, but they're four points up on the Colorado Avalanche. Each team has three games remaining on the schedule. The uh, sorry, the Panthers also lead the NHL in goal differential at a staggering plus 100, 332 goals for only 232 goals against. At the other end of the spectrum, you have Montreal at minus 107 and Arizona at minus 110. The Panthers are also uh, pretty high when it comes to underlying stats. This success is no fluke. They're led in scoring by Jonathan Huberto, who's challenging Connor McDavid for the uh, Art Ross Trophy as the league's leading scorer. In fact, he held that position I think for like one night last week, he's now three points behind uh, Connor McDavid. Alexander Barkov has 88 points in 66 games. Sam Reinhart, 79 points in 76 games. Uh, they have, let's see here, one, two, three, four 30 goal scorers Barkov, Reinhart, Anthony Duclair, and Jonathan Huberto. Sam Bennett up there with. 27 in 69 games. Uh, Carter Verhege also has hit the 22-goal mark. And then they have some young guys who are chipping in. Mason Marchment, Anton Lundell, uh, A2 Lusto-Renin. Uh, also pretty talented on the back end. Aaron Eckblatt, Brandon Montour, Gustav Forsling, Mackenzie Wieger. They have a couple of veterans that people might be rooting for to get their first cups in Joe Thornton, Claude Giroux, Sergei Bobrovsky in net with a 9-12 safe percentage, 2.66 goals against average. He's backed up by a very talented young goalie in Spencer Knight. Add it all up, and the Florida Panthers are a very real force to be reckoned with in the Eastern Conference. Even in the, yeah, challenging for the Stanley Cup as a whole. One thing that going kind of against them is Sergei Bobrovsky's uh, playoff stats for his career. A sub-900 save percentage in the postseason, including an 841 save percentage last season with the Florida Panthers. But it will be a good test for the Bruins. I would expect they'll have their full lineup going. Uh, trying to get everybody feeling good before the postseason. Uh, you know, we had Pasternak and Lindholm in the lineup Saturday. They sat out Sunday, that road game in Montreal. Uh, but I would expect they'll all be in the lineup tonight. The Bruins, uh, with three games remaining on the schedule... Two at home, one on the road. They'll finish up Friday in Toronto. That game will probably be pretty sparsely populated by NHL regulars. Uh, probably get a full complement tonight 
for the uh, Panthers game, Thursday for the final home game of the regular season against the Sabres, and then kind of take it easy on Friday. The playoffs starting Monday, May 2nd. Not sure if the Bruins will be in action that night, but um, yeah, they'll have just two days to rest and get ready for the playoffs. Uh, The Bruins, not likely to play Florida in the first round. Right now, they're still locking down the first wildcard spot. They're three points up on the Capitals, three points back of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Lightning play Columbus tonight, and the Capitals play the Islanders. So two winnable games for those two teams against non-playoff teams. Uh, We'll see if the Bruins can kind of stick in the middle between those two teams with uh, a point or two of their own against the Florida Panthers. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market, and if you haven't tried their puffs, you're really missing out. They're a protein-infused marshmallow bar, the first of its kind. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, delicious, covered in 100% chocolate, but they're also good for you. Low-calorie, high-protein, You can go to their macros chart at built.com and you'll be blown away by the stats here. But 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, dozens of net carbs. Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. I have no idea how they pull it off, but they do it every time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com for 15% off your order. Thank you once again for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. You should definitely check out the Locked On NHL podcast now. Uh, breaking down all the top stories with help from our local experts. Now, just to wrap up, some news and notes from around the NHL. Um, Jimmy Murphy, I guess we'll mention, he wrote on Boston Hockey Now that it seems as though Trees Bergeron will either sign a one-year contract with the Bruins this summer or retire as a Bruin. He does feel there's a slight chance the 36-year-old could test the market if the club fails to go on another serious Stanley Cup run over the next two months. He's saying numerous sources telling him that Bergeron will draw plenty of interest from other clubs if he tests the market on July 13th. Well, no shit. One of them could be the Montreal Canadiens. Former agent Kent Hughes is now the general manager. Um, Don't expect him to sign with Montreal. They're kind of rebuilding. But Murphy wouldn't blame him if he decided to sign with the Stanley Cup contender. Um, You know, if you go to Spectres Hockey, which I check out all my hockey news usually, uh, they write, they can understand a bit of nervousness 
nervousness among Bruins fans over Bergeron's future. After all, Chara was cut loose two years ago, wound up signing with the Capitals. Completely different situation as uh, they felt that they wanted to go younger. They had better options than Zdeno Chara. There's no better option right now than Patrice Bergeron as the Bruins' first-line center. It's going to come down to what he wants on his next contract. Um, If he wants a long-term deal, I don't think that'll happen. Uh, If he wants a raise, Don Sweeney could. No, that's not going to happen. He's not going to say, good luck, see you later. Um, Bergeron has made no secret of his love for Boston. Wine to remain a Bruin. Uh, a one or two year deal would probably be ideal. It's worth noting that Bergeron was instrumental in bringing, say, Nick Felino to the Bruins. They have a bunch of these veteran guys that they brought in through at least next season. You know, Eric Howla, Thomas Nosek, uh, Craig Smith, Nick Felino. Um, so for Bergeron to be like, yeah, come join us for one or two more cup runs and then to sign with another team, that doesn't make sense at all. I could see him possibly saying, you know, I, it's not even a case of, you know, I can't play at my highest because he's still playing at his highest level. He's in line to win the Selkie Trophy. I would be very surprised if he chose to retire and absolutely flabbergasted if he signed with another team. I think he'll be back for at least one more season with this group and, uh, you know, at the end of 2022, 2023, you have, um, you know, Pasternak will be seeking a new deal. Felino will be coming off the books. Smith off the books, Hull off the books, Nosek off the books. Um, so that would be a point in time where it would make sense for him to possibly walk away, and the Bruins would start to retool. But I can't see it just. Ha- I can't see him signing with another team, um, and I can't see him walking away with the rest of this group that he was vocal in putting together. Um, still trying to make good. I, I think he'll be back for one more year at least to try to win with this current club. Um, first round exit, you know, might make him rethink things, but um, it has been a weird year with another COVID shutdown, bringing some new guys in. Um, maybe there'll be some more stability heading into next season with everybody in place, everybody familiar with each other. And uh, I can see next year being his last kick in the can. Anyways, that's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen. I hope you have a great Tuesday and that you are all doing well. Uh, Congrats to the Celtics fans out there. Condolences to the Red Sox fans out there. Not going to lie, I was very thrilled with the Blue Jays' win last night. I was watching that more than basketball, for sure. 
Anyways, thank you so much again for listening. Please do subscribe if you haven't already. We'll be back tomorrow here on the Locked On Bruins podcast to recap tonight's game against the Panthers, maybe answer some mailbag questions, and uh, look ahead to the final two games of the regular season. Take care, friends. We'll talk to you again tomorrow here on the Locked On Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.